So, sex is the safest tranquilizer in the world and it is 10 times more effective than Valium. Now, in as much as I would love to accept this trait and, you know, say that Chris Brown was right when he said fuck you back to sleep, I've got to think about the people that go ahead and bang like three babes in a day and they're still awake. Like, is it that you guys have have some resistance to Valium or to sex as the drug or what is it? As in, what in the I like to bang but I'm not gonna fall asleep is that? I've never really understood it. Like there's people who will go, they hit it once, probably last about a minute and a half and they will be gone for hours on end. Like these guys will go, they lay the pipe and they cannot get up for at least a couple of hours. Then there's people that will go bang a babe for like one, two hours, leave, go meet with another babe, bang them for like another one, two hours. Then after that, go meet another one when they go back home and then give it to them like a quick one, two, maybe even a third round. And then that's when they'll be like, all right, I'm feeling a bit tired. Let me sleep. Like, how is it that such people exist and they continue surviving on this planet? Like, y'all make all of us look bad. Especially after that Nicki Minaj line on Anaconda where she spoke about, I don't know, pussy putting his ass to sleep, now he calling me NyQuil and shit. As in, can someone help me make sense out of this? But anyways, while someone goes to look for the sense to bring to me, we need to start the podcast. And because it is the beginning of a new season, just like we did it on Battle of the Sexes, we shall do it in the same traditional style that we've always done it before. So, in typical fashion... Welcome to Break Time on Westside, your number one Break Time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man whose one and a half minutes does not guarantee that he will be able to wake up immediately after and continue moving. He is a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from going skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple, so if you don't know it, then you can just listen to me say it, but if you know it, then you can repeat it after me. And it's a pretty simple drill. It goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet. You want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at D on Twitter, which is my personal Twitter handle, and the B and the D are capital, so that'll make it a little bit easier to find. On Facebook, if it's one of them screenshots, one of them pictures that revolves around a certain tweet, you can send it to the Breaktime on Westside Facebook page. And on Instagram, you can also send it to the Breaktime on Westside handle, which is at Breaktime on Westside. Now, we need to get on with the tweets, but before we get to that, though, we need to look at the woke-tivists and what it is that they've done very recently. Now, a couple of days ago, there was this post that I saw on Instagram about social media reacting to Beyonce's nephew called Jewel Smith dating some babe called Sky Jackson. Now, normally that's 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 nothing. You know, it's it's a relative of Beyonce's. We shouldn't be blowing it up. But what the big issue was was apparently uh, Sky Jackson is supposedly 19 and Jewel Smith is 16 years old. Now. Technically, by pedophile standards, you know, Sky Jackson could be labeled a pedophile. But considering that they're both teenagers, should we really start throwing in those labels? Like, I get it, Sky Jackson is technically an adult and all, but still, she's a teenager as well. Like, why is it that we're throwing these terminologies? Why is it that we're labeling people who just barely became adults in such a way? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I get it. You know, back when we were teenagers, having a difference of like two years plus seemed huge. And these guys have a three year difference. 
but are we going to sit back and act like when we were teenagers dating an older person wasn't something that we found to be cool the idea and the allure of dating someone more mature than you was always something that we were striving for maybe now that we're full grown adults we don't give too much of a damn about it especially for us guys for ladies you know you can continue chasing the older person but when you look at it back in those days it was like a g thing to do and yes you can say that we're young and foolish but still it was a g thing to do back then now these teenagers are doing it but we're coming out as adults and we're ready to start talking about oh it seems predatory oh why isn't people like talking about this oh aren't you a little disturbed by it and to be honest personally i'm not really as disturbed i don't see anything too disturbing about it especially considering that they may have started dating even before sky jackson turned 18 like even though she turned 18 her going for like a 14 15 year old much as the age difference looks huge by teenage standards we have pretty much the same kinds of age differences of like three four plus years when we're adults like why is that such a big problem and this is where i have a problem with this whole woke-tivist culture of people like when when kylie jenner at the age of almost 16 17 was busy dating a 24 year old man called tiger back in what 2014 2015 there everyone seemed okay with it people questioned it but they let those questions kind of just die down with the times because they're like oh it seems disturbing seems disturbing then afterwards they just sat and they continued watching people didn't make as much noise but now because people are acting like oh we're so woke oh we suddenly know what the truth is and we were fools back then now it's suddenly a bad thing like honestly what was the whole woke-tivist culture back then where were they six seven years ago when we were busy having this whole discussion about kylie jenner and tiger why is it that they're popping up right now when it's two teenagers and you know need i remind the fact that they are teenagers busy trying to do something you know just because one is a little bit more legal than the other it's suddenly a bad thing i honestly feel as though for the sake of the woke activists because much as i would love to make fun of them and their self-serving self-righteous nature of trying to make shit look like it's bad or it's right i do have to admit that they are beating this moral argument using legal context because you know technically she's legal enough as an adult and shouldn't be going after minors but to kind of flip their card on them and use a moral piece of context on this legal argument i will ask considering that they may have started dating while they were still teenagers you know pre-adult teenagers who says that it's such a problem and anyways aren't they both teenagers like why are we attacking them for having a relationship as teenagers when you kind of start you know bringing that argument as well then now you can start to argue shit out but considering the fact that we're always going to have activists for quite a while i do have a bit of like a middle ground for all of this i think that children or at least adults between the ages of 18 and 21 should be allowed to date down into the teen range and up into the adult range have it like a gray area where it's like a no man's land that way it'll make stuff a hell of a lot easier and make it a little bit harder for people to start arguing all the time because you think about it someone who's 18 19 yes they could be starting campus but they still have a girlfriend who's in like high school is there that big of a problem for them if they started dating a couple of years back should they end the relationship because one of them is suddenly an adult 
at the same time who says that an 18 19 year old shouldn't be with someone who's in their 20s especially if you know they started campus or they're working together somewhere because aren't they both adults so it kind of puts us in a bit of an interestingly awkward zone because it's like you don't want people who are above the age of 18 to go for teenagers but at the same time if they go for someone with a much higher age difference than say 20 it's suddenly a problem so it's like you're trying to confine them so honestly my suggestion let's have a gray area where the 18 21 year olds can you know kind of live free and decide whether they're dating adults whether they're dating teenagers because by the time you're clocking 21 you don't want to be associated with high school kids like you'll feel like you've matured you're in campus you're doing a whole lot of shit with your life so you're not really feeling the vibe of someone who's in their teens hell your people are even gonna ask you why it is you're still dating teens so that's my solution to it but anyways we should move it on to the tweets but before we get to our tweets I know you're dying to continue the podcast you're currently listening to, but we have to interrupt your scheduled programming to bring you Sound Nation, relevant to music ranging from hip-hop to rumba, rock to bongo, and much, much more. We shall review new albums as well as fresh singles whilst paying homage to the sounds of the past. Find our episodes on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast streaming platforms. All right, so on to the first tweet. Having daft friends is a liability. Tell your women this because they are the most affected by having stupid friends. Okay, I don't know if this is like a women thing because I know there's guys with a lot of stupid friends, but I can get why someone would make such a statement. Not that I agree with it, by all means, you know, except the liability part. You know, having friends that are a liability is a problem, you know, drop them if and when you can. Um, if I can kind of put this into a bit of context, so you find that with with a lot of babes and this is something that i've kind of noticed i'm welcome to be wrong and be corrected by any number of babes you find that there's always those daft characters in like the friend groups you know you'll find that you know out of a group of friends there's at least one or two people that are very daft and they'll still stick with the entire crew even when they're making very stupid decisions in life but you know the friends will always be then they'll be like oh besties forever blah 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 and it continues and i can get now why someone would say that you know what go and tell your female friends this because it's something that actually affects people and it kind of brings you down because in a sense you are kind of judged by the kind of friends that you have so if you have a daft set of friends or you know let's assume that they're all hoeing around in in the most ratchet way ever all the other people that don't know you that see you with your friends will assume that you also go around in a very ratchet manner and that kind of brings your reputation down so you should guard yourself with that it does happen as well to guys because you know there's a lot of guys who are you know quite typically stupid bums and the thing is you'll find that depending on the group of friends that you are with it's not like you'll have one singular person if it's one person who's being daft in the entire squad they will be dropped from the squad that's how a lot of us guys work if if one person is stupid and we don't like them or they're not supporting the growth or we're not on the same headspace we'll just end up 
getting rid of them slowly and you know we'll 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 end up excommunicating them in a very silent manner but when you find that it's an entire crew of guys that are stupid then you know it's not going to be as easy and if you're the only smart person then you'll probably end up ejecting yourself or you probably won't and you'll want to look like a king among stupid people that's that's kind of how it goes with with guys but that being said to just kind of balance things out regardless of your gender whether you're male whether you're female check the kind of friends you have are they people that you grow with physically emotionally financially mentally academically in whichever kind of lee you and your friends grow in or whichever friend it is that you're growing with if you don't feel like you guys are growing together or they're not at least helping you grow then be ready to drop them because if not then there's a pretty good chance that they will end up being the ones that will drag you behind and just drag you down like an anchor so you should probably check out your friends and you know always review the kind of friends that you're with but that aside on to the next tweet a lady can love you with her whole heart but still marry another guy that's ready i am getting schooled all right this is something that's actually true and i get it you know people will come out with comments like i just saw another one recently which was saying that you know a woman is only loyal to her interests and you know that could be true that could be true but for the people that have listened to this podcast from way way back even back in 2019 there was a statement that was made by tiny ti's wife on what her and her cousin were told by their aunt not too long ago when they were like teenagers and shit about marriage so i'll even play it here for you well i don't know but i'm going to tell you i would never forget that you know when i was about 16 15 years old okay Aunt Joyce, Candy's mama told me, do not marry for love. Mm. Marry for uh uh what she say? Uh security. Security. What? Now, if that statement doesn't tell you what it is that women look for, at least when they're deciding to get married, then I don't think there's going to be that many statements that will. Because when you look at why it is women get married, then you kind of realize over time that love isn't really the main reason because you know there's things like stability there's wanting to have a family and all but the idea of having a good family that is secure is something that's very paramount like i've said before why it is that you know women prefer a man that is seen with other women and i brought in the idea of the longer term consequence that comes in from women's decisions in life because if they decide to go raw and you know they're ovulating with a guy it's not as much of a long term consequence cuz he can obviously run away while with a woman if she gets pregnant it's either she aborts which can have you know detrimental effects on her health or she can have the baby and she'll be stuck as a mother for life not that being a mother is you know prison or anything but you get the point and when you look at the idea of making sure that your offspring have a good family or at least have a good upbringing it makes sense why it is that a woman would chase security and also when you think about it considering that she loves you it's not like she's going to wait for you for the rest of whatever little life you may or may not have because if she's waiting for you to pop the ring and she loves you it's not like she gets any younger the more that she waits for you 
Obviously, there's that whole statement of men age like wine or whiskey and women age like milk. And when you also consider the fact that menopause could be right around the corner for them, it's not like they're gonna have all the time in the world to wait for you. Then also you have to throw in the societal pressure which is more with women in regards to marriage than it is to men. And to be quite honest, I think it's actually justified why it is that they wouldn't marry the person that they love but rather the person that wants to get married to them. So in a sense, in as much as I usually defend men and I'm on the guy side, I understand why it is that the woman would do this and I am totally for it. It's not like they have their best years with them for the rest of their lives and if anything, guys will still be able to make kids even into like our 50s and 60s. So we're the ones that probably seem to have all the time in the world. But anyways, that being said, we should move it on to our next tweet. There are people who think being on a dry spell is cool or is having morals. Well, to be completely honest, yes, there are such people and, you know, most people will call them religious pundits and so on. But I could argue that we have been against them on the flip side, because nowadays when we look at someone who's in their 20s or their 30s and comes out and says that they're a virgin, it's like we look at them as inexperienced and, you know, raw in a sense. It's like we usually look at them as green and uninformed so they can't give any sort of contribution in terms of, you know, intimacy and such. And the truth of the matter is because a lot of us will have sex before marriage, you know, uh, as opposed to many religious beliefs, People will look at others and assume that everyone else does it, especially if the people around them do it and the people around those people also do it as well. So when they go and they find someone who doesn't do it, it's like, why don't you do it? And I can get that. But considering that we also do kind of give virgins a bit of a hard time because we for some reason might look at them as people that were unable to get sex or they're trying to be monks and nuns and all it does kind of make sense why even we are to blame for this like we kind of do the same exact thing on our end the only issue is we don't claim the moral high ground we just behave like we're all sinners so we might as well continue doing it together but to kind of turn the tables back on them though I do have to admit that yes, a lot of them do like to act self-righteous and considering that the NoFap movement has, you know, brought out a lot of people who've decided to be celibate, you know, there's that whole thing about semen retention and I don't know, increasing brain power or something of that sort. It's kind of made people look as though, you know what, the choice of going on a dry spell is like cool because you're doing great and you know, NoFap is the movement to be on because there's growth and you know, you'll be in a much better space. This whole thought of not doing it will make it seem like, you know, it's a cool thing. The whole having morals part seems like a bit more of a religious side to it than it is being cool. Being cool is more of a social side of it. And to be honest, I have to admit, I don't think either side can really claim a certain ground and feel like they're superior than the other. Because you look at the virgins, you look at the people that are unexperienced or should I say inexperienced in the bedroom and they might look like you know they have the brain power you know no fat movement they are supposedly more moral as it seems you know based on some form of religion or another and when you think about it 
it's not like they're getting the benefits that will come with a drug that is 10 times more effective than Valium. You see? And when you look at the people that do have a lot of sex and rarely ever have dry spells, well, they get a lot of pleasure, which means that they sleep better and they probably work better and they have a more focused outlook on life rather than, you know, sitting and contemplating how horny they could be. And, you know, they know very well that their prostate is working quite well. So either way you look at it, there is no moral high ground. There's pros and cons to each side. So whichever side it is that you choose is entirely up to you. Just stop acting as though you're the better person out of all of us. You get? But anyways, I want to know your thoughts on this. Are you a dry spell person? Are you a no fat person? Or are you the type of person that says, you know what? I will go and get myself some orgasms. The DMs are open on Facebook. It is at Breaktime on Westside. On Instagram, it is also at Breaktime on Westside. And on Twitter, if you want to slide into my personal DMs, it is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end of Tweet Street. And thank you so much for being a part of this journey, which has brought us so many episodes. And if you are listening on CastBox, be sure to leave your thoughts and comments in the comment section there, and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. Take care.